Welcome to Ion Dixie, a public affairs show on 91.3 The Blaze, addressing public issues in Washington County and Dixie State University. Today's program is about teaching through the pandemic with our special guest, Jaron Tate. And now on 91.3 The Blaze, here's the style in Hawaiian with Ion Dixie. Jaron Tate, how are you doing today? I'm good. Nice to. Um, what is your official position as of now? Because I know last year was different, but now it's different. What is a so right now I'm the uh, learning coach and data coach at Crimson Cliffs High School, uh, which means that I focus on helping teachers become better teachers. You know, we we learn new teaching strategies and and learning activities and really work on trying to grow in the profession. I specifically work with the new teachers, okay, uh, just so that they have the support that they need to be successful early on. Well, that's perfect about what we're going to be talking about. So now, I mean, you're teaching other teachers and it's pretty cool. I mean, you get to do something you love doing and helping other people get along with their ways. So that's pretty cool. So how I know last year you were a Spanish teacher, right? It was just Spanish. So how long have you been teaching? So I've been in the profession for 16 years. Okay. Uh, I started up in Cedar City at Canyon View High School. Uh, I married my wife, uh, found an opportunity down here in uh, St. George in the Washington County School District, and I've been here for ever since. Nice. Okay. Um, so how was teaching for you through the pandemic? Like, how did that, how did things go for you? Yeah, it was it was hard, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I faced a lot of the same struggles that a lot of other teachers face when it when it first happened, you know, we had been going uh, just kind of full tilt with the 2019-2020 uh, school year. Mm-hmm. And then we went on spring break and then found out over spring break that we would not be returning to to classes or to school mm-hmm. after it for the fourth quarter. And it kind of hit everybody um, just out of nowhere, and we we weren't prepared, and it didn't feel like we were we were ready for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have Canvas and uh, and other you know online tools that we used to kind of get by, but the training wasn't there, and the implementation of those uh, of those tools wasn't where it needed to be to actually you know really help those those students. And so uh, I think it was almost just a let's do the best we can, try to provide as much support as we can, mm-hmm. and and get through this the school year as best we can during the pandemic. And and so it was it was difficult in in those situations, but it was also hard to not to not be around your faculty, to not mm-hmm. be around the students, to not have that social and emotional support that you're so used to. Yeah. Uh, and so it became really, really challenging. So using Canvas, that was the only way for you to communicate to your kids or were you guys teaching via Zoom or was it all just online on Canvas? So we were able to do some stuff. It, we actually use Google Meets because the school okay. district has, uh, you know, contract, and we do everything through uh, through Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we would set up classes, and we would do online classes as much as possible. But we also had, you know, kids had eight classes that they'd have to try to meet. And so yeah. we had certain times set apart for teachers to be able to do things online. Uh, and uh, and to, to try to reach as many students as possible. But for the most part, we recorded a lot of our lessons and put them on Canvas so that students could access it on their own time. We also try to be really cogn- uh, really aware of you know students and their home situations, whether they had access to uh, electronic devices or mm-hmm. not, and understanding you know families are gonna all be trying to use the computer at the same time. And, yeah. and so we, we did as much as we could through recording ourselves and recording our lessons and being available through those Google Meets if, if, if 
teachers or if uh, students needed help one-on-one. So you mostly just community, like recorded your stuff and did all of that. So that's that's pretty neat. I mean, when I was when I was here at Dixie State, well, I'm still at, but through the pandemic when we weren't in person classes, it was all via Zoom. And I know it's different for high school kids because I mean they have eight classes compared to where me as a college student I had maybe three classes in one day. So I mean I can understand that's definitely tough for the kids. So what was some of the lessons that you learned throughout teaching through the through the pandemic? So it's it's pretty interesting. Um, when that happened, when the when the shutdown happened, you know, and we went completely online. Uh, a lot of teachers and a lot of us made that trans- transition to have all of our curriculum on Canvas, so that students could always access everything mm-hmm. um, through Canvas and and on, online, which has a lot of benefits. But then it also one thing that that we've learned throughout that is that. If we rely on those, um, on that technology and on Canvas and other and other tools uh, that students can access at any time, the accessibility is fantastic. But then our engagement in the classroom goes mm-hmm. down, and so we really have focused this year on on trying to combining the best of both worlds, being able to to provide students with instruction using technology, but also. Uh, developing and designing activities in the classroom that are engaging for students and Mm -hmm. so that when they come to school there's a reason for it and it's not just like a another online class that you show up to school to actually take yeah and so uh that's that's the biggest thing that we've learned that there's got to be there's got to be a difference there's got to be um where you know our teachers are professionals our teachers are are you know very um, smart and educated in the mm-hmm. in their curriculums, and so we want to take advantage of that expertise and that knowledge for that the teacher can can give to the students, yeah. so that they're not just trying to do all their stuff on online. That that's actually really neat. Um, so, being just strictly online, did it really affect your relationship with the students? I know because especially during the middle of the year, um, coming just going straight from spring break into a shutdown did it affect your relationship with the students at all or are they still reaching out to you and being okay with that you know it really was dependent on the student but i definitely think that it affected our relationships and mm-hmm. and just our ability to to connect with students and to be there for students yeah. you know so much of education is more than just teaching uh what's in textbooks or what's in the curriculum or what's in the state core mm-hmm. uh and so not being able to be that that uh that source of support for for students was really was really hard especially yeah. when you knew that they they needed you and they yeah. needed um their their other classmates and and things like that and so that was that was difficult and i know the relationship suffered and i know some of those uh some of those students that you know graduated at that time mm-hmm. uh really missed out on a lot of things that they didn't get to to participate in because they graduated and they yeah. had to hold you know we tried to figure out a ceremony as best we could and still maintain social distancing mm-hmm. and uh you know they didn't get the, a lot of opportunities that that everybody else gets and so that was hard yeah i couldn't i mean i i went through the same thing as those kids do so i can understand it's i mean me being a little bit older than them kind of really changes the way i see things too but i understand i mean for high school students those relationships are really important especially with your teachers that affected you the most throughout high school so i mean i can see why it's like really affected them um how do you think it affected their learning though was it harder for them to learn do you think was like the the courses in itself you had to simplify a lot more just because you weren't able to talk about it in person and answer the questions immediately? Yeah, and our scores, you know, through the ACT and through our other end of level of testing, we've we've seen a dip in in our numbers and dip in our in our scores, and mm-hmm. we're just now trying to to grow back and and kind of gain back the the 
the loss that that year provided for us or that we had because of that year. Uh, but it, it was, so, you know, the learning definitely was affected. Uh, and a lot of that too was, you know, like I said, we weren't prepared for it. And so mm-hmm. it was just kind of putting out fires as we went along and doing the best we could as teachers to provide the, the instruction that, that needed to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, we were so limited in, in what we could put in and, mm-hmm. and, and also, you know, being aware that they had seven other classes that they were trying to do at the same yeah. time. And so there was a lot of, a lot of simplifying of instruction and really trying to narrow down our, our key focus for the class so that we were focusing on those really major important um, concepts and not really getting distracted with the extras in the class with the well. little extra extremities and stuff like that I understand right. that um, so we talked a lot about the students but how did how do you think it affected your fellow co-workers and the staff that was in place like what do you think it was hard for them were you guys still reaching out to each other asking each other questions I know it wasn't as easy because you guys weren't in person you couldn't just walk to the other classroom and be like hey how were you doing this you know what I mean yeah it, it was a really weird time, you know. We mm-hmm. we were allowed to after a little bit. We were still allowed to come into the building and and do work in in the classrooms, but we weren't allowed to congregate. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. we couldn't go to other people's classrooms to to really talk or to really figure things out. And so, you know, that was a challenge for me as the learning coach in trying to provide instruction for these first year teachers who this is their first year ever teaching, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they were hit with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and trying to meet with them on Zoom and through emails and provide the support that they needed as best I could which you know wasn't enough yeah uh and uh and even even at that you know for for educators along with all professions when you go to work with your with your co-workers it's a chance to talk it to solve problems mm-hmm. to vent a little bit that that we really didn't have you yeah. know um and so you you just felt really isolated and alone and and i think that affected teachers ability to teach the content it also affected their social their emotional states and mm-hmm. and uh and a lot of a lot of what I ended up doing as a learning coach was really trying to be aware of those um, emotional needs and being able to, to provide some of the that just being able to talk to somebody mm-hmm. um, that understands what they're going through and and that was a reassuring you know uh, person to to let them know that it's not it's not always like this I yeah. promise it'll be better <laughs> yeah so uh, so now that. I mean, at least for here in Utah and St. George, the pandemic's not hitting us as bad to where you guys are still back in person in classes, right? Correct. Yeah. So now that that's happened and now you being a learning coach, has it given uh, given you some more uh, ability to look outside the box when you're trying to help other teachers go through with their lesson plans? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the strategies and some of the the tools and some of the techniques that we learned while we were in pandemic has really been able, we've been able to kind of focus our efforts in in making sure that we still have those strategies and those tools and those different Mm -hmm. ways to reach kids um, just in case something else does come up. You know, if a a student goes on vacation, if if they do get sick, then we can still reach those students Mm -hmm. um, because of what we learned during the pandemic. And so these students aren't falling behind, you know, and so... Uh, we're we're more we're more adaptable. We're more we're able to to reach kids uh, on an individual basis just based mm-hmm. on their needs. Um, whether that's you know partial school, some at home, some online. You know we're really flexible and and really trying to provide what the the student with what fits them the best. So now for I mean just going through school now are all are all the kids coming back into school like into the classroom or is it like you said like some online some 
like coming back in person is it really the student's choice or how does that work yeah it's the student and the family's choice mm -hmm. you know and so if uh if they still don't feel safe or they don't feel comfortable with with being in class or being uh in person uh then there's options you know we have utah state online mm -hmm. uh, that's fully online we also do online courses at the school through the teachers and so a teacher could set up their classroom through canvas and and uh, they'll, they'll, the student will be able to take that course and earn that credit just online mm -hmm. um and then you know like we like you said we're we're also full tilt and so if if a student feels comfortable they can take all their classes at the, at the high school in person and yeah. and receive that social help and so really it, it depends on the student and what we see is there's a lot of a lot of mix you know there's mm -hmm. a lot of i'm going to be in i'm going to be in school for all this or all these classes but i might have one or two classes that i feel more comfortable doing it online mm -hmm. and so i'm going to take that and get earn those credits online while still attending what i can in person well i mean i feel like that's super good for the kids and the, and the families just being able to choose like hey i'm not really comfortable coming back yet so let's just continue to go online and i think that's really good by crimson cliffs in general just being able to provide that and do you know if all of the, stu the schools here in Washington County are being able to provide that for the students, or is it just Crimson Cliffs? Well, all, every school I know has access to um, Utah State Online, mm -hmm. and I know that we work really closely with Desert Hills High School in, in providing some of those online opportunities to, to, school, to students at both, uh, at both schools. Um, I'm not quite sure what classes are offered by the school as far as online, but all students can access that Utah State online and they can do a mixture of, of whatever works for them. And so um, it's, a, it's a Washington County school district thing and mm -hmm. trying to implement that and, and do what's best for our kids. That, I mean, that's really amazing how you guys are just able to provide that, especially after what we went through and just being able to provide that. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so wrapping it up kind of getting to the end towards of what we're talking about is there any advice you would give to other teachers that are still teaching i mean that are in more rough patches than we are just being able to like give them something to to go by you know it's funny in some of my meetings today we talked uh, one teacher made a comment and and uh I kind of gave him a hard time about it, but he said there are no small things. Mm -hmm. And if if we look at that and, and what I would try to convey to, to teachers going through those hard things is um, it's really easy to get focused on my test scores. It's really easy to get focused on I got to get this done, get this done, get this done. Mm -hmm. But really, um, if we take a step back and we look at the little growths in the little the little progressions that our students make, you know, there are no little things. So we yeah. think it might be just something small or they just finally f figured out a concept. But if we can see that we're affecting students in a positive manner, mm -hmm. then those small things are huge to those kids in, in their lives, you know? And yeah. so whether it's in person or still online or just through email or Zoom or whatever it is, if, if we can have some kind of an effect on, on students' lives, then we should celebrate that and we should be proud of that. And so uh, just focus on those small things, focus on those small wins and all, all those small things will add up and, and grow into big things, you know? And so uh, not to get discouraged, to, to hang in there mm -hmm. and to, to, you know, keep moving forward and keep growing and, and it'll get better. Um, I mean, I just want to thank you again for coming out to, to talking to me um, about teaching through the pandemic and hopefully this reaches the audience that, you know, if you are a teacher that you're listening and taking in what Jaren is saying, because it's just something that me as a student, I really appreciate how 
the lengths that you guys went for us. And I just really appreciate it. Thank you for coming again. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Ion Dixie, a public affairs show on 91.3 The Blaze, addressing teaching through the pandemic with our special guest, Jaron Tate. For more information about Jaron Tate, visit the Crimson Cliffs School website. You can also listen to a podcast of this and other shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and 913theblaze.com.